It is episode 14, and we are talking WWE Battleground and a lot of other news in the wrestling world. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I am Mike. And we are here to talk a little professional wrestling. No Dan this week. Um, work got in the way. That happens. And let's uh, move on. We don't even. We won't try to diss him too bad because it was work. But He has bills to pay. Yeah, we all do. So, uh, Mike, Battleground this week. Very good Raw. Um, before we get there, man, a lot of stuff's been going on on Twitter. Here lately between wrestlers, man. A little bit. Like uh, uh, CM Punk was wanted to do an AMA, and he wanted to talk about, I guess, True Detective. Yeah. Virgil's like, hey, man, I'm going to do one too, man. I'll show you how it's done, son. <laughs> Watch how it's done, son. <laughs> CM Punk's response, you're a... I'm not going to say it, but go follow CM Punk on Twitter, and you'll see what he said. And it, was, it was just hilarious, and it was, it was a really... It was a mic drop on Twitter. Yeah, basically. Just drop. <laughs> it is funny how nobody likes Virgil. Like nobody. <laughs> I can, if you're a fan of Virgil, please tweet at Oversell Podcast <laughs> because I want to meet you because and they, give us reasons. Yeah, you know, there's LonelyVirgil.net. Have you been to that site? No. It is the it it is like you feel bad, but you can't stop laughing because it's. Just different pictures of him at like conventions or in parking lots somewhere with a booth set up and absolutely no one is around him. <laughs> and it's, it's hilarious. Uh, Sonny. What's up with Sonny? What's not up with her? I mean, well, her Skype rates. Never mind. <laughs> um, but Sonny going after the uh, new... Raw divas that the come on divas. Raw and you know part of the revolution and you know I don't get what why she wouldn't be excited because this is a huge step for women wrestlers in the WWE. Now I know she was a valet and anytime she got in the ring it probably wasn't the most uh, gracious thing right. you could ever see. But but she even said that. I mean she's she said that she's never really been a fan of women wrestling. She really thought they should be more valets, managers, and that type. Right. So, I mean, she's she has a right to her own opinion, I guess, about it. But yeah, it is it is kind of weird to see a woman that's been in the industry for so long to not be excited about this, right? And she probably is the only one that's not excited about it because yeah. everyone is loving what these new divas are doing with Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and Sasha Banks, and for, soon to be Bailey, hopefully, hopefully. That, and, you know, I think she's going after the NXT title, so that may keep her off the call-up for just a little bit longer. But that program um, that she's going to get into with Sasha Banks and NXT, I think it's going to be yeah. a great program. And she's going to open up with a great match with Charlotte Flair, who yeah. she's had multiple good matches against. So nothing but it's nothing but the sky for Bailey, I think. And, and, and I like where I like where the... Where it's going on Raw. <clears throat> I like how they're, you know, they've got nine distinct divas right now that are all 
you know, all different personalities. They're in their own groups together. And I mean, hopefully, like I said, you know, last week, I hope this doesn't end at SummerSlam. I hope they don't just drop the ball after this and well, just screw the Divas you know, division again. I think if you look at it, Triple H and Steph are having more of their own personal hand in it. Oh, yeah. You can, I think you can tell that. And I, with that, I don't think the it it won't be like Paige and AJ when she came up. Because that, <laughs> right. that just seemed – that was such a fresh angle. And it just seemed to just fizzle out. And I think it still had a lot more mileage to yeah, go. Yeah, but they still don't – I mean, at the time, they were still only getting like three or four minutes a match. Right, except right. for on pay-per-views. And you didn't have anybody else to get involved with it, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was them two and the Bellas, and yeah. they didn't give time to anybody else. And I cannot wait to talk about <laughs> that Divas match because I've got some great thoughts about it. Uh, come out that, that saw a report this week that officials in the WWE are not don't think that uh, Kevin Owens is going to be a main eventer. Yeah, they're talking about going ahead and moving him down to well, mid card. Why? Why? What do they not see that I see? I see a guy that's put on a great program with Cena. Those ma- all three of those pay per view matches have been great. Anytime he has worked in the under or uh, on the card on Raw, solid matches. His NXT work speaks for itself. I mean, he came in and it seemed like as soon as he walked in the door, he was the NXT World Champion. Yeah. I mean, what did they not see? And I, I know what it is. It's Kevin Dunn, who, and, you know, call me a conspiracy theorist or whatever. He knows his days are numbered. So he's going to do anything to make Triple H look like he doesn't know what he is doing. Look at some of the people that he has kind of de-pushed. Paige, Adam Rose, um, I think Adrian Neville. I mean, Neville. Maybe, yeah. But it's just, stop being so paranoid. I mean, I know you have a job for life because your dad saved the tapes from a burning vehicle. But, you know, it, it, he's halting progress of his own company just to because he's paranoid about losing his job when Triple H takes over. And I think it's also, he's probably got it in his mind, you know, He's more old school. He he's like Vince. You know every you know these no, wrestlers. He's not have a certain he's role. not old school because he doesn't care about wrestling. Okay, he is a yes man. He is a corporate yes man. Whatever Vince says, I think should happen. That's what it is. So whatever whatever Vince is instilled into his head is the only thing he is the only way he thinks it should be. You know he wasn't a fan of the territories. Right. He didn't go through anything like that. He just he's had a job with the WWE for a long time because of his dad, and that's it. He's not a fan of wrestling, but yet he works for the biggest wrestling company in the world. Oh, I'm sorry, sports entertainment company. Sports entertainment in the world. He is a jackass, <laughs> and I'm excited to see Triple H take over so that great angles, good stories can go. It can go back to being a good wrestling show like NXT is. I yeah, and I really think that you know, what I was gonna say basically was they still have in their mindset basically of what a wrestler should look like, you know the certain height, certain build, right. muscular. Kevin Owens does not fit that. No, they brought him in because they knew they'd get a good ratings pop because a lot of the fans love him, but he doesn't he doesn't look the part. In their eyes. 
<laughs> I think Triple H sees past that. He sees talent as opposed to look. Mm-hmm. He sees markability. Mm-hmm. But if somebody else is still calling the shots, they're going to go with what they're used to. Right, right, right. It's it's the John Cena build. It's giants like the Big Show that can barely move around a ring. Right. You know, and it's just upsetting as a wrestling fan growing up and seeing the things we have seen. And, you know, you got this jackass that's the executive producer or what, vice president or whatever he is with the company. And he's it just he's ruining the product to me because of his mentality towards women's wrestling and guys that don't look like John Cena. Yeah. I mean, he I, I think he hates <clears throat> women's wrestling. But it, I don't think it can all be put on him. I mean, he's he's getting told from somebody else. Mm, well, I don't know. I, I mean, it's it's hard to put all of that on one person. I mean, I don't. Aside from Vince, I don't think one person has that much power that can destroy the careers of everybody. Basically, well, it's not that he. I don't know if he destroys the careers. He just slows everything down to where on on a three hour Raw, you see John Cena eight times. You know, you see your Seth Rollins twelve times. I understand. Because he's the world he's the champion. champ. He should be on a lot. You know, it, you, and that's another thing that goes into these three-hour shows. You're just seeing the same people over and over again in different segments. You know, and open up, open up Raw with a match every so often. <laughs> right. We got it. It's gotten way too formulaic. You know, you, you're gonna it, the Raw opens, 15 minute promo match about something that happened last episode. Right. Right. Open up with a match. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, they just don't do that anymore. I know it's they, just they're they're set in their ways now. They know how to they know how they're going to fill three hours, which and a good hour and a half of that is just talking. Yeah, and it uh, it's just every night about like nine fifteen, it starts like fading on me. Like man, it's still another forty five minutes left in an episode. That's why I rarely watch it live. It's on the DVR. I'll watch it the next day, or I'll yes. start watching it about halfway through so I can fast forward through commercials and stuff that's boring me. But, well, with my TV watching schedule, I have to watch it when it's on because other nights I have show. Like Tough Enough. Let's talk a little bit about Tough Enough. Okay. Or, actually, I'm sorry, the sham that is Tough Enough <laughs> because the guy, the best guy on the show has been eliminated, Patrick, which you know I don't know if I can even watch it anymore now. I know it's WWE, and I and it's, that's probably a grand, grandiose statement. Did you read what Mick Foley said? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and it's the it's it's the damn truth. I wasn't really a fan of Patrick. I mean, yeah, he he won competitions. <clears throat> he he had the physique for it. He was athletic. Could he possibly be trained and become a wrestler? Sure, it's possible, but. To me, still, winning those competitions don't mean you're going to be a great wrestler. Well, but you saw what happens that when he starts taking bumps. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he's athletic. He can probably learn how to wrestle. But he has charisma. I still don't think he was the best guy there. I don't think he was. He has charisma. Yeah, I, th- I think he can cut a promo. I mean, yeah. that promo he cut. Did you ever see the promo he cut on uh, Mata? No. 
on Tough Talk, that one he brought it, and it it was a damn good promo. But out of all the people that are on that show, who would you have better than Patrick? Better is what? Anything? <laughs> because, like, looking long term, looking at somebody, I can see, I can see Mata. Them signing him. He's got the look. He's already kind of working on a little bit of a gimmick for himself. You know, all of the coaches have said that you know he's he's been improving drastically. He's he's on a roll. He has, you know, the look of a of a WWE superstar, especially like in Vince's eyes, from what you know, from what we can tell. And the same for Josh. He's got the size, the build, the look. I don't think he has any promo skill whatsoever. I don't. I think he has the personality of a wet stick. Yeah, but I could. I can easily see WWE bringing them out one night on Raw and the crowd getting behind them instantly, just I, for a little bit. Tanner, he's got. I think he could possibly pull it off, but they already have a Seth Rollins. And, and the, I, I just think the best guy on that show was eliminated. Especially over who was up, who else was in the bottom three. ZZ's got to go. Like he I has said, to go. Like I've been saying, that's the flaw of this. Yeah, it's, well, I it's about the, the only way that Sarah Lee and ZZ, or either one of them, get eliminated is if they're down to the final three and one of the coaches or the, the judges saves the third person. Which, but then... I don't know how that works. I don't know if they can save at that point. I don't know if when they save somebody, they have to replace well, them or Well, just what. think what would have happened had Daniel Bryant or Hogan or even or Paige, for that matter, had saved Patrick. ZZ would have gone home because Josh had more votes than him. If it would have been down to them, too. No, no, no you well, don't get the right, saves don't get to do until after the votes. Right. So if all the if they would if Daniel Bryant if one of them would have just said I'm saving Patrick yeah ZZ will be gone and our next problem's gone and that problem is gone right we don't have to worry about that but I can ZZ's another one that I can see WWE working with uh, because they know already they already have it in their mind that he would be a fan favorite well yeah but when he's in a f- five minutes into a match when he's blown up and can't do anything else what else are you gonna what else he may not you know if he makes it. And let's just say that he wins and they do actually put him on TV at some point. I'm saying the first few months, he doesn't even wrestle. They just bring him in as a character and then hype his big match, you know, months down the road. But I can see ZZ. Whoever wins this contest is going to be buried so far in WWE de- developmental for a long time that it's not even funny. Well, I mean, honestly, I still feel that whoever wins this is never going to be on TV after it. Well, it depends. It's going to be like, if, what if, was it, Andy Levine or whatever his name was? Well, that's because Andy Levine was a dumbass, too. Uh, true. If 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 they would have picked up, uh, what was the other guy's name, Luke? I can't even remember. I think it was Luke. That guy should have won just because he could have been a character. He would have been a great cocky heel. Put him with the Miz or something like that. Put him with the Big Show, and he would have been fine. But this that Andy, he was just an idiot. 
I mean, didn't he get busted for drugs or something like that? I don't even remember. I, what it was. I can't even remember either. I, I don't know. But it, it, this season is not good. It's no. it's they're trying too much to make it the American like like a game show, right? And yes, I you know it's great that they're letting the fans vote and the fans have control over who wins. But it's that's done. not going to get anything. That's not getting them a new superstar. The way it should have been done. In my eye, is all right. Each judge calls out their three, and they get together, and um, maybe even Chris Jericho. All four. Well, I guess you need three, so yeah, there's not a three. tie, right? Um, or maybe they have a celebrity or a guest judge too, so that it gives you five. They each after they pick their three, the main judges pick their three. The five get together, and they vote on, of those three, who goes home. They do that all season until they get to the final two men, final two women, and then... Then the fans vote. Then the fans vote. I would have no problem with it if it was done like that. Yeah, if the judges actually were judges, like on any other kind of show like this, and they had the power to, to say who stays and goes, it would be a lot more legit. But they're... They're depending too much on the universe. They're trying to please right. yeah. the fans and, more. You know, you always want interaction means people are watching. Right. And you want that. I get it. I get it. But <laughs> but the whole like three and a half, four minutes that people have to vote, I mean, that's kind of <laughs> that's not really enough time. Yeah, and and then it's you know, you got the app and you can do it on Twitter or you can do it through texting and it's just the I, I don't know, it's like they wanted to get it tough enough out quickly. <laughs> And, oh yeah, and this is what we got. Yeah, I I really think when it you know if there's another season after this, it's not going to be anything like this. No, it'll probably hopefully go back to the way Stone Cold was doing things. Or any of the previous season except for the fourth one where they didn't even have a show; they just came out on like SmackDown every week right. and did something. I didn't I didn't like that. <laughs> I didn't either. Uh, season one, two, and three of Tough Enough were great. The Stone Cold Stephen was great, and then you know we got this clunker. And then when they were doing the live events, I I just didn't like the live events. I no. I, I I like them living in a house, and I don't like the fact that they have, we talked about it before. They have communication with the outside world. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's t- you got to be tough on the road because there's going to be times when you can't call home. There's going to be times when you're driving and you can't FaceTime to see your daughter and everything like that. I mean it's cool they're letting them do it, I guess, but you know you, you put them in the barracks. Well, I guarantee you, in military barracks, there's no cell phones. <laughs> there's no. I mean it, it's called tough enough. If you can't tough it out for 10 weeks, I mean, like like I said before, it needs to be more like Ultimate Fighter. Yep. They don't have any contact with the outside world. I mean, they don't get internet. You know, they may get to watch a a UFC pay-per-view, you know, once during the season. But for those few months that they're there, that's all they're there for is to train and, you know, to hopefully make it up to the big leagues. Right. And there have been some bright spots to me. With Tough Enough, there's Paige. I love... She has been amazing. She's been awesome. I really like seeing um, the way Billy Gunn coaches. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's tough. He's stern. But when you get it right, he seems extremely happy. Yeah. He gets a joy from coaching. And, Lita, you know, we all like to see Lita. Booker T is Booker T. And thank God they don't let him talk too much on that show. <laughs> get that Booker T commentary. <laughs> but, yeah, B- Billy Gunn, I don't know, like, 
like you said, when somebody screws up and they're not getting it, you can see him getting upset. And part of that, it, it almost comes off like at those times he's like, okay, why the hell am I here? Why am I doing this? Right. You know, I could be doing something else. But then when they actually get it, I mean, he genuinely looks excited and, you know, proud that he contributed to that. You know, he, he walked them through it and mm -hmm. showed them well, just a little bit of what he's been through. He wants them to each get better because then it becomes safer for all of them, too. I think that's part of it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Y'all, and... I, that's all I can really stand about talking to about <laughs> tough enough this week. Um, watched a little bit of Ring of Honor this past week. Um, I think it. Did you tell me it was like a, just a best of show for the most part? Uh, they I showed a lot of older matches. ODB had a match with it was a mixed tag match. Yeah, that was. I think that was the only like new match. Oh, okay. Okay. But that was uh, other cool. than that, they were showing like I, I skimmed through it a little bit. I think it was really more of old matches of the people that were going to be in that main event that they actually showed uh, mm -hmm. to kind of get, you know, for new viewers, I guess, to get an idea of how they got there. Uh, you know, George asked me if they were using a smaller ring or still using that small ring. I thought they were using a bigger one, but that ring actually looks a little small. But I'm telling you, if somehow they could get some good investments for Ring of Honor, I think they have something special here. You know, it may not, it probably won't ever contend with Raw. Oh, no, no. But people would maybe, I mean, it, it'd be a good competitor for NXT. Wrestling-wise, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like a lot of their characters. Yep. I mean, they're they're into it. Right now we're watching, uh, I think, one of the Briscoe brothers take on Jay, uh, Lethal. Jay Lethal with ODB as a manager. I mean, these Briscoe guys are freaking crazy. Yeah. I love the Briscoes. And I like that Jay Lethal is their champion. He's a guy that has worked his ass off in his career for TNA. And, uh, you know, a lot of people hated on him for winning that title. I I'm happy he did it. Oh, yeah. I, I like to see hard work guys like him get paid off. And, uh, you know, anyone that dogs on I think you're an idiot. But they're, it's very entertaining to watch. It's It's great to see. You know, it's they don't necessarily focus on storylines, really. I mean, they, well, they've they got their feuds and all. You're right. They tell their stories in the ring. Right. They don't need... Everything is done in the ring. Backstage vignettes, which... I am... I, I, I don't like how the WWE does their backstage vignettes, how people act like there's not that camera there. Yeah. I mean, it's sports entertainment. It's supposed to be real. It's not like a movie where you're not supposed to look directly into the camera. I, I'd rather see promos. If they're going to cut promos backstage, I want an interviewer. And the guy talking, he's talking directly in the camera. I don't need the Miz going into the office of Triple H, and you can tell he's like trying not to look into the camera right. or read cue cards or anything like that. You know, that was the that was one of the great things about USWA wrestling back in the day when they had interviews. They weren't done backstage. They would come out. Lance Russell would walk around the desk and yep. hold a microphone, and that was part of the allure of the show. And then guess what? After he cut a promo. He sold a match to get, he would get in the ring and start fighting right then, yeah. right there. I wish WWE could get back to a style like that. And TNA is doing exactly what you don't like. Ever since they moved to Destination America, it's supposed to be more like behind the scenes, like stuff that you don't normally see. 
and all it is is like somebody holding a camera off in the corner and it's supposed to be more like a, a hidden camera type thing and then you see the conversations that they have but it's still all scripted i mean it's nothing it's nothing behind the scenes that it's is just, just it's just worse camera angles it's just and that's stupid focus on the wrestling focus on telling good stories in the ring and you'll have an entertaining show yeah did you see that um it looks like uh, tna not tna nxt is going to be into a working relationship with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Really? Yep. Guess who's going to be at NXT TakeOver in Brooklyn taking on Tyler Breeze? I saw that. Jushin Thunder, Thunder Liger. Oh, my God. That dude, I that was my favorite, one of my favorite cruiserweights from old WCW, besides Jericho. Well, of course. Of course. But Jushin, he was amazing. Um, but, yeah, he's going to be in NXT TakeOver, and I think they're going to have like a little working relationship to where... You know, it's kind of, kind of like how ECW had that relationship where. Well, see, they're you no, know, they're also doing that with Ring of Honor. Yeah, because I mean, anytime you watch Ring think, of Honor, it's like you know. I don't think Ring of Honor's too happy about it either. You know, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> it's just another chance for the WWE to scoop up more talent. Yeah, basically. I really want AJ Styles in NXT. I'd love to see a match between him and Sami Zayn. That would be amazing. Him and Kevin Owens. I'm, and I'm sure they. I just. I'll have to look them up on YouTube. I'm sure they've had matches at Ring of Honor. They would have had to. Yeah, think. yeah. But that. But be more impressive to see on the WWE right. Network. And anybody else? Uh, that's all I've heard is Jushin Thunder Liger. But I think that's huge because he's a huge star in Japan. He looks like he looks like a um, evil character that you would see in Power Rangers. <laughs> but it's cool. It just—he was one of the best flyers. In wrestling, it works. Yeah, it's the only place where someone can come in like a bad guy from Power Rangers. Um, did you watch NXT this week? No, I have not yet. Kevin Owens, not Kevin Owens. Um, Samoa Joe beat the hell out of a dude that was looked like he was wearing a Dragon Ball <laughs> costume. I mean, the match was. Not, well, that's what he should do. That's well, he should be destroying anyone he wrestles right now. Um, Ava Marie came back. She's improving. Did she uh, actually have a match? Yeah. Yeah, Holy she, shit. Uh, I might have she, to watch that. Katie Cassidy or something like that. Um, she wrestled her. She's getting better. Still got a lot of work to do, but she's on the right track. And, you know, I know they made it. I don't watch Total Divas anymore. I know they're kind of making a storyline of her doing all this training and stuff. But right. you know what? She's making an attempt to get better. Right. What else can you ask of her? No one's going to come in. And, Trish Stratus had to work a lot. To get to where she was a great women's wrestler. Now, am I comparing Ava to Trish Stratus? No, I don't think Ava will get anywhere near that level. No. But I'm just saying I respect her for working with the Brian Kendrick to get better. Because that's what you do. I mean, I guarantee if you ask John Cena, he's still trying to get better every day. Yeah. Um, and if you're not, you don't need to be there. Right. Bailey had a match. Uh, she took on... Who did she take on? I can't remember right now, but she it's she asked for a match with Charlotte Flair to get ready for Sasha Banks, which is I, it's going to be an amazing program between those two. I love Bailey's entrance, fan interactive. It's it's for that that dark NXT arena when you see her Titron pop up. That thing is colorful. Yep, she, you know she does the whole give kids the slap rate slap bracelets. Slap bracelets yeah. yeah. And it's going to be, I, I hope it transitions well to 
Raw whenever she gets called up because you're dealing with a lot more people. You know, that the arena's a lot brighter and stuff like that. But I'm really excited for Bailey. I, I, I'm a Bailey guy. She's just, she's awesome. I, I miss the bubbles that Emma, <laughs> Emma used to come out with. Well, I like But she is amazing now that she turned heel. That's who she wrestled. Was Emma, it? yeah. Okay, okay. Duh. <laughs> Um, I'll tell you who else, another uh, tag team I like. I, I'm starting to like the Vaudevillains. I, I haven't seen much of them. Uh, Simon Gotch was doing a little Twitter Q&A, and he, you know, he has that, he's like that old school strongman type guy. Right. And I sent him a tweet just to me- just you know make a little joke. He said, I heard you once bench pressed a train car. Is that true? He says, uh, no way, that's not, no way even close. It was more than once. <laughs> I'm actually, I actually see that but right it, here in front of me. Yeah. It's, it's cool they still portrays that character in social right. media. So, And that's what you have to do nowadays. Yeah. I mean, that's. You've got you've to get your name out there and you've got to interact. And that's a lot. And feuds seem to go through social like, media. Yeah. Now. I mean, Twitter is just, who knew that Twitter would be such a hotbed for professional wrestling? Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we are going to take a quick break. We will be right back, and we will get into our Battleground review. Stick around. We'll be right back. This is professional wrestling legend, downtown Bruno, who is privileged enough to be on the Oversell Podcast. Welcome back to the Oversell Podcast. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast. I am at Shropnuts, S-C-H-R-O-E-P-N-U-T-S. I am at WolfMike23. I'll go ahead and rep Dan. He is at One Dangerous Dan, all spelled out. Also, be sure you head over to OversellPodcast.com and do some Amazon shopping. Right underneath the main player, there's a link to Amazon.com. And go there. And anything you ship, we will get a small commission all the money will go back to this podcast for hosting costs and all that other fun stuff. Uh, there are no extra fees, no hidden fees, nothing like that. It's just anytime you make a purchase through that link in Amazon.com, they'll kick a couple of bucks back from us, and you'll be contributing to the show. Yay. <laughs> all right. Well, now let's talk about a little bit about... <clears throat> And I just committed a cardinal sin there, clearing my throat. But anyway, yeah, well. WWE Battleground this past week. Uh, you know, another, what can we say, another B show. Um, it was solid. Yeah, I mean, it's could have been worse. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I enjoyed it. On the pre-show, they opened up with Wade Barrett versus R-Truth. And... It's another good match between them. Yeah, I mean, I've, it was all right. It's a ridiculous feud, but it was entertaining. I don't like Wade Barrett not being used on the main card. Yeah, they don't seem to know how to book to our liking. It, well, not just to our liking, but I mean, you have Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett is a very, very, very talented uh, sports entertainer. I agree. I've been a fan of his for years. Anything they've given to him, he's run with, and he's done all right with it. Yeah, the Nexus. I mean. He, and the reason the Nexus didn't go as long was not his fault. It was True. whatever brilliant idea it was to have them DDT scene on concrete and he comes back and wins and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we can gripe <laughs> about that another day. Um, you know, the bad news thing when he was hurt, I loved 
those promos he would come out and cut. It was keeping him relevant, even yeah. though he wasn't wrestling. Yeah. And it was really, it's really sad that such an entertaining guy is just so low on the card that he's not even on the main pay-per-view. But at least we're still seeing him. I mean, I'm... We're seeing him more than we're seeing the Ascension. True. <laughs> but they had a big hand in the... Oh, shut Raw. up. <laughs> That's... <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of us, nobody's watching on Periscope right now. So, but, um, but yeah. I, but the the truth and Barrett, uh, it's been an entertaining feud. Truth is great. Is just the goofy face. Yeah, I guess if I, I don't know, I, I just. But you know, Barrett won. Yeah, their, that's at, true. You know. He finally got that big win over him on a pre-show. Maybe they'll have something big in store for him. <laughs> big win on a pre-show. Yeah, that's all we have to say. <laughs> After that, Sheamus and Randy Orton. And, and that was a pretty long match, too. It was long, but uh, it was two back and forth. And it seems like in these matches these days, they're trying to go from 0 to 60 in 2.4 seconds. I mean, there is no slow build-up. There's no wrestler um the good guy getting the shine to start off with or you know right. for those that don't know what that means it means you know getting to where you're looking hot and you're getting you're hitting some good moves and you know you're really looking legit and then the heel starts to work over using a cheap move and then the heel starts putting some on the guy and then come back and win right now it just seems like High spot, high spot, high spot, high spot, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And how many times do we have to see Randy Orton and Sheamus wrestle each other? This is, what, 15 times they've wrestled, it feels like? It seems like it's been going on for a while. But, again, they, they put on a great match. I mean, it, it was a great match. Yeah. I, I, Randy Orton delivers in big pay-per-views. Not the Battlegrounds of big pay-per-views, right. but... Randy Orton always seems to, but I, I I was honestly, you know I, I think me and Dan, I don't know if you who did you predict for that, do you remember? Uh, I'm pretty sure I said if it depends on which Derek showed up. If it was the dumb one, I said Sheamus because he is the Money in the Bank. Okay. If uh, if it's smart, Derek, I'm pretty sure I said Orton. Well, I know I know me and Dan predicted Orton to go over just because Sheamus is Money in the Bank. But I may have predicted differently if I would have known that it was going to be in St. Louis because that's Orton's hometown. Right. And most of the time, if you're in your hometown, you don't go over. Yeah. But he, he, you know, broke the trend on that. Well, I guess, when, you know, he's, it's not Zack Ryder going into his hometown. It's, right. It's Randy Orton, a bigger star. So what match was next after that? Uh... Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, let's, before we get started going, I want to try something new here. Let's give a grade on each match after we talk about it, and then a final grade on the car, card. Okay. So I'll give Barrett and R-Truth a C plus. Okay. I would, I'd give it a B, just because okay. I've been a fan right. of that feud. All right. I thought it was a good one. Orton and Sheamus, uh, overall, I would give that match a B minus. I give it a B minus because it's just... It just seems like a never-ending... I mean, you know, back in the day they had feuds that went for a long time, but this is ridiculous. And we may look it up, and it may have only been like <laughs> <Twice>. <laughs> three or four <laughs> matches, but... 
it, it's it, I think it seems so long because it's not that big of a feud. I mean, it's two guys that could be doing a lot more, but it it's almost like a throwaway feud. It's it's something to fill the it's, card. Yeah, well, in I think they had to the, the reason the match went a little bit longer was because the um you know they had to drop oh, the yeah. IC title match. That and the uh I think it was that match, the Bray Wyatt match, and then the whole Miz and Big Show interaction. Yeah, Those which, were all filling I'm up. I'm going to go ahead time. and give that segment an F because it was we can go ahead and what was your grade on Seamus and Orton? Match-wise, I'd probably another solid B. Okay. B-plus, maybe. I mean, they they work well together. Yeah, but, they, they have a little bit. Of, they should have chemistry by now. But feud-wise, kind of boring. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's not really a feud. It was just Randy Orton came back and started attacking Seamus. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's just a feud that just will never end. They'll never be friends. <laughs> That's what it all boils down to. They're not <laughs> no, friends. They'll never be friends. He's well, <laughs> Randy Orton, you know, unfriended Seamus on Facebook, and then yeah. they started. You know, that's like that is about it. the slap to the face these days. <laughs> if you if you um if you if you unfriend someone, it, it seriously is like you're stabbing them in the heart with and then stuffing a grenade in it. Yeah. Next match. Let's go to the the impromptu divas match. That they just threw together for that to fill more time. My thought on that match: How outclassed did Brie Bella look in that match? <laughs> how outclassed did she look? Charlotte yeah. and Sasha looked eight hundred years ahead of her. Yeah, um, I loved some of the spots uh, where Sasha stacked them up in the corner. Oh yeah, and they did the stomp. I thought that was really cool. Um. They they gave them time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is what happens when you give good talent good time. Yeah. They amaze you. I love Charlotte Flair's spin on the figure four. The figure eight. I, I think it's great. You know, it's it's something. It, it makes the Flair fans happy. Yeah. But it makes new fans happy because it's something they haven't seen yet. Right. And I really like her finisher. I, I also like Sasha Banks's finisher, too. I like it because it's all one fluid motion. Right. Yeah, you know, she she does the roll through and then the the cross face, yeah, or whatever, whatever yeah, it is, the yeah. bank step, but yeah, this, the bank statement, it's, but, and it's a great name for it too. How long has Bree been on the main roster? Does anybody care other well, than Daniel Bryan? But it's like these two chicks that have been on there for two weeks come in and because these two chicks got into it for wrestling, not to just be right the face of a division, not to be reality stars. I mean, yeah, the Bellas have put in their time. They've been around probably longer than we realize. But when it comes to the new girls that are being brought up, you can tell that they came in to wrestle. Yep, yep. <clears throat> Which you got to see. I think Becky Lynch had a match Monday night. Yeah, on Raw. And Raw actually had two Divas matches this yeah. week. How crazy is that? It's been a long time. We probably... I don't even know if we could look that up. <laughs> I, mean, I, I guarantee you, it is. It, if, if it, you know, back well, back in the day, they had like, you know, just a, a women's wrestling match, and then you had like Trish and Lita or something like right. that. You'd ha you had, but that was also when they had a lot more talent in their divas division. Um, Sasha, we're watching SmackDown right now. It's Sasha Banks and Naomi are about to have a match. I mean, I, I'm really happy for these call ups. This is, yeah, I think they're going against the Bella Twins on this uh, one. Yeah, I'm sure Sasha will run circles around her again. 
Overall, I will give the match. I'll give it a B plus. That's about what I was thinking. I mean, you know, it, it's going to be interesting when the Bellas aren't in the picture, and it's just like Charlotte Flair versus Sasha Banks, which we've seen on NXT. But just imagine thousands of people getting into a match like that. It's just going to oh, yeah. add to the enha- the spectacle of it. And it's going to be it's going to be weird to see a match that doesn't involve the Bellas. Yeah. Because, I mean, they've kind of been shoved down our throats for a while now. It's, you know, this is who you're going to like, or this is who you're going to boo, but they're going to be on screen. You know, they. I still wish we had a flair, I guess we would call her a, a face, a baby face. Right. I mean, what is Sasha Banks? She's kind of toe in the middle right now for me. I, don't it, s- I think she's supposed to be heel, but... The fans are so excited that but she's when up going on the main against, card. You're going against the Bellas, you know. Yeah, that, that would auto, that more than likely make you babyface. I, 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 that's something I cannot wait. I, I want clearly defined faces and heels. I just don't right. want women not liking each other, and that's your angle. Because that's stupid. It doesn't tell a story. It's going to be a while before they change that. Yeah. Because they're, they're, they're still not as worried about their matches as they are about Total Divas. Yeah. Please, E, cancel that show. Because <laughs> maybe then Natalia can get back in the picture. Because imagine Natalia working with these folks. Yeah. I mean, right now, she's not going to because she's she's taking some time off to be with Tyson Well, Kidd. yeah. And I'm just saying, imagine the program she could work with Flair, Banks, Lynch, Bailey. Right. You know, Emma when she comes back up because it's going to happen. And hopefully she keeps this she new heel to. character. Oh, I think yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, she will. yeah, I'm going to give it a B plus. Yeah, I'll I'll agree with you. Okay, that, that's it. Was, it was a solid match. Yep, especially for something that you know they didn't tell us about prior. It was right. Just, hey, this well, you brought happen. those girls up. You better have them on a match on Battleground. Oh yeah. I know it was just like six days before, but you know it, I'm really happy with this Divas Revolution. I, I'm glad that they didn't rush it and go ahead and do. The big match with everybody on Battleground. I'm glad that they're saving that for SummerSlam. That yeah. was that was a fear that when they first brought them up on that Raw, I was so really you, thinking. What that do you they think were they're going to do? Is it going to be like a three team tag match or something? Or probably. Or. <clears throat> I mean, you think that's what they're going to do? Maybe. Hopefully, they'll do that on like on a Raw or something, and then somehow do something different for the Divas title. Because I mean. For this to work, somebody has to take the title off of Nikki. You know where this could end up and how cool would it be if it ended up this way? The first ever Divas gauntlet match. I don't see him giving them that much time, <laughs> but yes, just that, saying, that, that would be amazing. You know, you could that could be an, a, a, a network special. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure it would be because they're not going to put something like that on on Raw or they, you know they could do it on SmackDown maybe, but uh, special. On the like, kind of like they did King of the Ring, right? A Divas Gauntlet match. Wait, there was a King of the Ring. Yes, Wade Barrett was the King of the Ring. Huh. Yeah. So that's what him and our truth are next fighting match. over. Okay, next <laughs> match. All right, let's go with uh, let's go with the Reigns Wyatt. Another back and forth <clears throat> match had some really cool spots, like that spot of the apron where um, Reigns was going for that drop kick. And, and just clotheslines. Bray Wyatt. Oh. It's, <laughs> we saw an, a reunion. Uh, the Wyatt family 
is starting to get back together. I'm sure Eric Rowan, when he gets back from injury, is going to join them. And I, I'm they that is a they should not have been broken up to begin with. No, I mean you sh- they should have when Bray was cutting those promos on them. They still should have all been coming out together and been part of the family because Bray Wyatt, as a character, needs those guys so he gets the so he starts to look like a, a cult leader. Right. And you know what would be cool? All right, so the Wyatt family stays together for a while. And ZZ wins tough enough. See, I, I said this a couple weeks ago. And ZZ joins <laughs> the Wyatt family. Yeah. Like, I could just, the way I'd book it is he would, you know, they'd be celebrating him. And, you know, he'd be celebrating the ring and that music hits. Doom, 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 doom. And he comes out and he cuts a promo on him. They grab him, beat the crap out of him, and just carry him off. And you, then, you, like they did with Kane that one right, time. Right, but you never, see, you do not see him back on TV. And when he comes back, you know he's just he looks hypnotized. Right, he looks brainwashed, and yeah, a four person. It, w- it would work. I think it would work. He's got a lot. ZZ has a lot of work to do to get to something oh, yeah. like that. But, but I mean that that's a good way to, for it to happen. They yeah, they come gives, in, they take him away, and gives him time off TV to. You know, to learn the uh, psychology of his character. Bray basically talks him up every week. Yep. And, and you know, he would get to learn from someone like Bray who, right. you know, I know he seems awfully young in this business, but he's grown up in it. Oh, yeah. So he could teach him the ins and outs of traveling and on the road. I mean, he's, he's one of those guys where it's in his blood. Right. Right. And, you know, and I'm sure with him being with Bray all the time, Bo would be there talking to him, helping him out. Weekend yeah. too, you know, and Harper and uh, Rowan have been in the business for a long time, and you know it's just a very good, it was surrounded with people that could teach him the ropes and help with his training and you know show him how to work out on the road when you don't have as much time, you know when to get into a gym, you know right how to take care of yourself food wise on the road and it'd be great. Back to the match though, um, once again like kind of like Seamus and Orton. It was extended because of the Intercontinental match. Right. Um, it was back and forth. You know, no, they kept getting, no man was over the other one for more than 30, 45 seconds, maybe a minute or two at a time. Right. But overall, it's yeah. It's what you expected right, of that match right. to be. Right, And don't be surprised down the road, and if we're doing this podcast in three or four years, which I hope we are, if we're talking about, like, man, Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns had an awesome title match because that's where I see those two guys in two, Hopefully, yeah. in two or three years. Bray Wyatt will be the number one heel on the card and Roman Reigns will be your top face. And they'll hopefully yeah, I can see it. I, I really hope so. Uh, grade wise, I'd give it a B plus. <laughs> I'm right around that. I, I, I like the finish because they're obviously building up for something bigger we knew that this wasn't going to be just a, a one and done i like the you know like how they've incorporated ambrose now on raw and i'm sure you've read the rumors of where this is going yep um, the vigilante <laughs> called sting oh yeah that that's got potential hopefully that does happen because they've been saying now you know since rowan's out they're gonna have to find somebody else to Hey, like a ahead, new member. Go ahead and grab ZZ. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Do not do that. <laughs> um, yeah. 
maybe after we get done talking Battleground, we can go into a little bit more on the Raw stuff. Okay. Um, but overall, grade, Mike? Again, solid B. Okay. I mean, it, it was it's what you expected. Yep. Yep, and Roman Reigns is good is going to keep getting better. Yeah, I mean, he's he's improved so much. I think the fans are fans back are behind be, him now. Yeah, and I, until Daniel Bryan shows up, and then yeah, they're going to hate we, him. We got to talk about that too. Um, <laughs> next match. All right, let's go to the one that I know you've been waiting to talk about: Cena and let's Owens. Get, let's let's do primetime players New Day okay, first okay, before okay. that one because then we'll get into the two <clears throat> biggest matches on the okay. card. Um. Man, I I love I love the New Day as heels. I've said it before. I'll say it again. These guys, they get it. I love Xavier Woods on the outside. Just, <laughs> he is amazing. Just adding commentary. Worst leg drop ever. <laughs> and like there was some point when um they were fighting on the outside, and he, Xavier Woods was just sitting. He on was the ring sitting on the just, ring steps. He looked like a little kid. Just yeah. <laughs> he was kicking his legs and clapping his hands. Um, it was. Those two guys, th- those two teams are great. Yeah, going against each other. And I was, I was surprised that primetime players retained. I, I chose, and I really thought that New Day was going to win, and I thought it was just going to be one of those, you know, they were going to trade the titles back and forth for a couple months, right? But they, they surprised me on that one. Yep, yep. And Darren Young, and Titus O'Neil. I, I. Some say that Titus O'Neil is going to be due for like a run for the world title here in the next couple of years, I would personally like to see this tag team stick together. Right. Because they work great together. And they don't have a lot of tag teams. No. you And, <laughs> you know, you keep saying your tag team division is tag team division is floundering. Well, you don't have any damn tag teams. You don't have teams. any tag teams. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's – these are the only two teams that anybody really cares about right now. Well, yeah, until Tyson Kidd gets back. Right, but as good as Cesaro is doing now on his own, right? Yeah, that's Tyson true. Kidd's gonna have to team up with somebody hey, else. I know a tag team. That I'll just keep the nameless that you know you could give a chance to. But and NXT has some exciting tag yeah. team ta- tag team guys. The Vaudevillains. They still have the Ascension. <laughs> I told you they were gonna stay <laughs> nameless. I tried to keep them nameless. <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> But uh, NXT has some exciting tag teams. Vault Villains, Out Blake and Murphy are a great heel tag oh, team. Yeah. Um, Enzo, Enzo More, I love that entrance. I cannot wait to see that on Raw. Just as soon as the fans learn it, like the NXT fans, yeah. Which I'm sure they've learned about now because they have the network. Yeah, exactly. They're watching it, but yeah, I want them brought up like now. And they still have to do some work with Enzo. I think. I think, but his mic skills are there. He just needs a little bit more work in the ring, and he'll be ready to go. Right. But as characters, yeah, I, I can't wait. It's going to be exciting. Oh yeah. And I'm ex- I like the Vaudevillains. Still so I haven't seen too much of them, but it's just it's it's just a cool gimmick. I love their entrance with the old school. Oh yeah. Fairgrounds announcer and. Now that is cool. I do like that. Yeah, it's 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 really exciting. But yeah, man, we got to get some tag teams up in there. Because primetime players in New Day don't have anybody I mean, to fight. It's, it'll end up like Seamus Sh- uh, and Wharton. It's going to get stale. <laughs> it's going to go on forever. Yeah. And it, you Which want, still, I think they probably only fought like twice. But <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it's, it has to be more than twice. Because it feels like it's the 15th time. 
So uh, match grade wise, B minus. Yeah, I was gonna say close to a C. I mean, it, I the best part of it was the fact that primetime players won, and it shocked me. I really thought New Day was gonna take them back. And I, a lot of my match, I'm giving it to the outside <laughs> banter by Xavier Woods too. <laughs> Because if we're going just off of that, I mean, it's like a, it's almost an A. Like a triple S, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, the, the, their heel turn was very well done. Oh, yeah. Very well done. I really And it was just like a natural progression. I yeah, mean. yeah, of course. Because, I mean, they they were supposed to be a face a face team. Can, can Xavier Woods start carrying a giant t-shirt cannon full of <laughs> baby powder. powder and popcorn or shipping popcorn because that would be great to see him blast other people like that and that's how they win matches he <laughs> just <laughs> pulls it out from like under I, the ring yeah how would you get that around the ref though like uh i don't know how I got they covered. used to do it all the time with like tajiri when he would spit the green mist oh, hi tajiri ah! <laughs> <laughs> all right now let's move on to your favorite match of the night kevin owens john cena this match was I, this was a great match. I loved every bit of match until the damn finish. How are you going to have your hottest heel in the company look so weak and tapping out to Cena? <laughs> and if Dan were here right now, I know he would be going off <laughs> about you know he already he he put it on Twitter and Facebook about how he didn't hook in the STF right and whatever. I just I don't. I don't like the thought of Owens tapping out. I don't see why you'd have him do it. After dropping the NXT title. Right, right. And now and Cena's going after the world title. Yeah. Cena doesn't need to be the US title to go after the world title. He's John Cena. He wouldn't have been hurt no loss. No. He would have fans would have still been doing the same thing they've done with Cena for the past feels like 8 years. Let's go Cena. Cena sucks. That's not going to change. All right. Build yourself a new star. Give him the U.S. title. Put him in a program with Cesaro on SummerSlam, and Cena can go As on. As it looks like that's going to happen right. anyway, right. I mean, that's going to be the match. Why not have it over the U.S. title? Yeah. Give them something to fight for. Cena Cena doesn't need the U.S. title to challenge for the world title. I I, just, I completely agree with all of that. I, I was it was another one that I was shocked by the ending. Like going into it, I'm like, okay, just, you know, Owens has to win this, right? And it just, I don't, okay, maybe Cena wins because Owens had no choice but to get a chair to try to put him down for good. Right. Or something like that. I don't have a problem with that. But to look weak by slapping his hand on the mat, I just don't get it. And then the next night on Raw, he's part of the crowd that was separating Undertaker and Brock. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) He's already on the decline. Uh, it's and it's just amazing, and it makes you kind of worry about guys like when they call him up Finn Balor, Hideo Itami. You know what's going to yeah. happen to them? Same thing. They'll get pushed for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, and then at, at least with Neville, they've kept, they they brought him in at that point and kept him there. Right. You know, eventually, I'm sure he's going to get a bigger push. He he may get a a U.S. title shot or. And, I see, but... You know what? You have Neville, you got Balor, you got Atami, you got um, so many of these smaller wrestlers 
is it too much to ask to bring the cruiserweight title back? The lightweight title back? You have the guys anyway. It doesn't hurt to have another title. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I think it would be great, but it goes back to what I'm saying, what I was saying earlier. I think they've still got it in their mind that, you know, you have to be this tall, yeah. you know, this built, no, have because, this physique. Because the 86 weeks you were losing to Monday Nitro, the cruiserweights had nothing to do with it. Yeah. But Come on. They don't have the competition now, so they don't That's care as true. much. That's true. That's why I'm hoping for companies like Ring of Honor and, uh, you know, Lucha Underground, too. I haven't watched any of their stuff, which I need to. Please don't hound me too much on it. I will get to it. Um, and that's why I want companies, Global Force and ROH, you know, it'd be great to see, and, T- and even TNA, if those three started working together more for their content, you know, lending guys out for this and that and the other, and, you know, that way there's more exposure to these wrestlers, and, you know, maybe like once a month you get a super card from all three of those companies. Right. Or something like that. But until the WWE gets a competition, this may be what we're stuck seeing. You know, I'm st- I, I just don't get how you cannot see Kevin, Kevin Owens as a main eventer. I think right now WWE sees NXT as their own competition. How crazy is that? Their, that's the only, their own intern- the only one they're they're worried about. Well, that's the only one Kevin Dunn's worried about. So they'll bring up guys from NXT and then bury them so NXT can't be as good. Well, and because it makes Triple H look bad in front of Vince with Kevin Owens in his ear. Right. Like, I, I think if they, and if they would have kept Kevin Rose, uh, Kevin Rose, Adam Rose in NXT for just a little bit longer, let him hone his character just a little bit more, he would still be doing that same shtick. On Raw because it was fun. Yeah, I Mo- think the whole bunny thing is what ruined it. Yeah, because the fans were like, "Okay, let's cheer for the bunny instead." Yeah, that. If they hadn't have done that, I think it would have lasted a little bit longer. Yeah, I can agree with that because you know. And then you never find out who the bunny is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they was, just dropped it. Um, that was one of the. If you look back to the old ECW shows, the most fun people had were from were, were like from Al Snow. Yeah. With the head entrance. The the fan interaction. Right. Right. And, you know, oh, this character's not working right. Well, you're putting him in an angle with a guy in a bunny suit. How far do you think that will go? And you never tell us who was in the bunny suit. I mean, we know who was in it. but Well, it was multiple people. Yeah. But storyline-wise, right. well, still a mystery. And, and you know what? You know what's going to happen is five years from now... They're gonna re- do it like they did the Raw General Manager, where we find out it was Hornswoggle under the ring, <laughs> and they're gonna try to fool us and say that it was actually Hornswoggle yeah, <laughs> in yeah, the bunny suit. Yeah, it was a bunny suit on stilts. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, Cena Owens, I want to give this match an A, but that ending, that that finish, brought it down to a B. And a match is only as good as its finish. You can have the best match in the world, but. If for some reason, you know, a main heel comes out looking weak, like Kevin Owens did, fans are going to shit all over it, including this one. I'm still going to give it an A, despite the finish, because it was. It was another great match between the two. But, yeah, I mean, I, I still don't understand the finish. I still don't see how you can... Not even... I mean, the tap part, I understand what you're saying, that didn't even bother me as much, just overall the fact that Owens lost. Right. You know, if 
And it bothered me even more to find out the next night on Raw that, you know, the feud is done with him right. not yes. winning. Exactly. Um, if they were going to go another yeah. round what or something, that? I can see that. What was that in that six-man tag? Why did Owens look at him and give him a little nod? Like, all of a sudden, do you respect Cena when you respected no one? I just think we didn't hear what was said. Oh. I think it was more of a sarcasm type thing, you know, saying something to him. But Whatever. It's... But he, he should be the U.S. champ right now. He should, and he should be challenging Cesaro for it. Right. Or, you know, or do Rusev. Yeah. Rusev, Cesaro, and Owens in a triple threat. Triple threat, oh, yeah. That, now, that would be a damn good match. Yeah. That would be Have really fun to watch. Three foreigners fighting for the U.S. title. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, so hey, man, a lot of great <laughs> foreigners have held that title. <laughs> True, but I just think that would be funny. Three, four, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That makes a lot of sense. All right, so that brings us. Uh, then we had the Big Show Miz segment. I'm giving that an F because it was completely pointless. As soon as Big Show came out, I looked at Abby and I said, "Here comes a punch to the face." And there's a yeah. punch to the face, and the Big Show left. Is this Big Show's turn 1,139,333 time? The the best part about that is, though, is that Big Show never said a word. Hmm. He he walked out, knocked him out, left. Never and, said anything about it. And one thing about the Big Show, he seems a little too big to be tucking his shirt into his pants. <laughs> That's just me. That's just me. But I guess they just had to... I mean, yeah, it was it was a time filler, but I guess they had to to put them on there just so you didn't forget that there should have been a match involving them. Right. And before we go on to the main event, I just want to say that I realized halfway through the through the, you know, Sunday night raw as we call them, that Ziggler and Ambrose, neither one were on the card. Hmm. Wow. That two, I was mind blown by that when I realized it. Two of the two of the best workers. And biggest, um, biggest over guys. Two of the guys that are most over. They're the most fans. over. Yeah, <clears throat> they'll be in some. They'll be at least. Yeah, they'll they'll be in something at SummerSlam. One of them will be involved in SummerSlam. I think they both will. As long well, as Ziggler's, Ziggler's hurt, isn't he? No, it's that, something with a movie or something. Oh, but they're saying you know it's going to be him and Rusev finally because they've been building it for like the last two months. But Rusev oh. was injured. And what do you think of the whole um, Lana? Summer Rae look-alike thing. It's kind of weird. Summer Rae looks really weird with her hair pulled back like that. Yeah, yeah. She. <clears throat> but I th it's, I think it's leading up to Lana's first match. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not excited about that. I like Lana as a valet, as a manager. You know, At, oh, I guess the new term now is advocate. <laughs> advocate, yes, yes. <laughs> they don't have managers anymore. They have advocates. <laughs> All right, but this brings us to our main event, right? Yeah, I believe so. Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins for the title. Went on a lot longer than I thought it was. Yep. And I, you know, I'm I'm actually surprised that it ended the way it did. I thought because of the Undertaker. Right. I knew it was going to end. There's going to be some the, sort yeah. of crazy finish, but not because I, I knew Rollins was still walking out with the title. Right. I said that yeah, last yeah, week. Yeah, I yeah, knew yeah, there yeah, was yeah, no yeah, way yeah, he yeah, was yeah, losing yeah. the title. But as you know, who was going to win or lose the match had no clue, but did not expect to see Undertaker come out at that point. 
I mean, it was rumored that he was going to be there, but I think we even said last week, you know, maybe he's coming back to feud with Brock Lesnar. Then we just kind of shrugged it off like, no, they've already had their match. There's no reason to, but nah, they just brought him back to Undertaker's like, you know, bringing up old shit now. Do you, do you think the Undertaker could take 15 German suplexes? Not now, no. I don't like him do it. That's all his matches are. That's all they are now. Yeah. <clears throat> but if <laughs> if they hadn't have done that at that SummerSlam, it wouldn't be like that now. You know, when he did it to Cena and everybody started counting, if they hadn't have if they haven't let you know the exact number of suplexes that had happened and kept talking about it, then it wouldn't be an issue. But yeah, they let that run too long. Yeah, he just he needs. I would like to see him use more of his amateur wrestling background. Get a guy down, wear him down, grind on him, you know, cover him, transition quick. You right. know, start off matches like that. Then at one point, stand him up, start throwing maybe a couple of German suplexes, and then other stuff. Or like when it, when he came back, you know, when he first came back from his UFC stint, when he was more of a you know a fighter and you know i i like that he's still doing the wrestling you know the suplexes and all that but i liked him when he first came back and he was doing more submissions yeah the kimura the <clears throat> yeah the kimura lock was his big thing right breaking arms and- yeah i mean he was he was still coming in as a fighter basically yeah that now I, how cool would it i think it would have been great um when the gong hits seth rollins gets put in the kimura and he is there on the ground. He's ah, ah, dong. And when they come back, Brock still has it in, and he's just looking at the Undertaker. Right. And then, but he, instead, Seth Rollins disappeared. Yeah, with it, the ref. We right. Yeah, I think. <laughs> think maybe maybe there's a glitch in the Matrix or something, and Undertaker just. I still him. I, I still thought that when the lights go out, Seth Rollins and a random referee combine like Voltron, and they create the Undertaker. Well, you know, on you haven't seen. Seth Rollins and Undertaker in the same shot in either Battleground or Raw. True. And I thought about that earlier, but we have seen seen them both in the ring at the same time before. Well, yeah, when the Shield beat right. the hell out of them. Right. But maybe maybe um, D- Seth Rollins got a little bit of his soul then and just recently realized <laughs> a little bit, yeah. into him. Kind of like Shang Tsung. <laughs> he didn't get all of it. Just ignore us for that stuff. That was just us having a little fun. Um, overall... I mean, I really liked the match. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a great match, and that finish, that was crazy. Yeah. And and you still get that feeling when you hear the gong and the lights go out. Oh, yeah. You still... Yeah, and, and you know what else I liked? How Undertaker got the upper hand against him. Yeah. Shot to the nuts. Yeah, because they, they still haven't really given us an idea of who's face and who's heel right now. Well, and it's not even face or heel with that, it's... How do you? There's only one way. It goes back to. Do you remember the movie The Monster Squad? Yeah. Wolfman's got nards. Yeah. That's how you kick. You, <laughs> you want to take a beast down? Kick him in the nards, and that's what the Undertaker did, and that, and he took over from there. Yeah. And I, I like the fans chanting one more tombstone, one more. Tombstone. <laughs> oh yeah, that was great. And, and yeah, it's still mystique of the Undertaker's. It, <laughs> the fact that that character has lasted so long. In the WWE is just so cool. Still the best entrance of all time. The oh, night yeah. next absolutely. The, the night when he came out on Raw, or the next night when he came out on Raw, that brawl 
was absolute. That was one of the greatest segments I think I've seen on yeah. Raw. But <laughs> it's like uh, something I saw online. You know, before they had that brawl, they had you know Triple H and Stephanie up there on on the podium or whatever in the back telling you know the entire roster that you know they had to help out and that was basically i don't know the the picture alluded to the fact that it makes your whole roster look weak i mean you you have to have all of these guys to protect the two part-timers right and that was their tv time they were protecting people that just show up every now and then and who was in that kevin owens the ascension everybody but john cena yeah and seth rollins and seth rollins and yeah, uh, Big was Big Show. I don't know. I mean, yeah, like if, do we, not, if we go down the list, we'll, how we'll was Big Show it. not a part of that? When you have the biggest guy on your roster, he could break those guys up easily. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, but we have to take into account that our truth talked down Brock Lesnar. <laughs> he he talked to Brock. Calm down, Brock. 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 I know what it's like with them police. <laughs> <laughs> he is the reason that they didn't fight anymore after that. Wow. Our truth saved that building. Wow. Yeah. Who would have thought a guy afraid of spiders could do that? <laughs> All right, so that match, I'm going to give it... I'll give it a B plus. I'm I'm giving it an A. Wow. I, I, I liked how the whole match went. You know, Brock you know, showed his dominance, and then Seth Rollins would get in a couple moves just because he's sneaky like that, I guess. You know, just the, the heel, just doing a couple little things. And then Brock took over control again, and... And then the shocker at the end. I mean, it was rumored that Undertaker was going to be there, but nobody really believed that he was going to be no, feuding. I, with... I thought we were going to see him on Raw. I didn't know we were right. going to see him come in and interfere in a world title match. Right. So, For the overall card, I'm going to give it a B. Uh, this was better than some of the other Sunday Night Raws we've had. Right. Um, but, you know, still not an A. Yeah, um, I agree. It was another solid B. I, I liked a lot of the matches, but nothing was, not enough of it was just over the top enough or just stood out enough really to to warrant an A. Raw the next night, we already talked about that main segment with, and like I loved Paul Heyman, which they're showing it right now yeah. on SmackDown. I loved Paul Heyman when The Undertaker was in his corner or was in his face. And this brawl was just. And that, that, whole, that whole promo that Paul Heyman cut. Yep. I mean, that. This may be your yard, but or I forgot what he said. This may be your yard, but Brock owns your ass or yeah, something, something like that. that. Yeah, yeah. And but I just, mean, he was. It was one of those like real passionate. You know, he was yelling the whole time almost, and I mean, he once again he helped sell that, and then you had the huge brawl and. Hey, we had a Brad Maddox. Yeah, signing. Brad Maddox is in there. He's right. been wrestling in on uh, dark matches. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. I'll, I think I'll he's like, on his way back up. I like Brad Maddox as a character. Um, <laughs> and I think there's a scene right here what they're showing, if they show it. You know, everybody's trying to hold the two back. But there was one scene I, I saw when it was actually going on. Like, Titus O'Neil had Brock Lesnar, like, back. Like, he had him by himself. Everybody else was just kind of around. But Titus O'Neil, like, had him in a lock. And it was, you know, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> Um, so as we already talked to during, or talked about during one of our earlier matches, John Cena will be challenging Seth Rollins. It looks like at SummerSlam That's for what the world like. title, which it's ridiculous unless, I mean, it's so ridiculous regardless, but 
I I don't see them doing it now, but I really hope that it's a title for title. I think this would be one of those good times where somebody holds two titles. Well, I if they do that, I think they'd have to follow like what they did when Ultimate Warrior won the world title. And he had to give up the Intercontinental title, and then I think they had a tournament for it. And I would, I, that's how, if they did that, if Cena goes over on, on Rollins, which they got to sell some network subscriptions. I'm thinking, yeah. I'm thinking Rollins' time as champion may be coming up, especially at a big pay per view like SummerSlam. Right. Um, but I, in that tournament, man, that'd be, there'd be some. Owens would have to be in it. Cesaro, Rusev, Ziggler. But see, I'd kind of hate to see that happen because then it takes away the the whole purpose of having title for title. Yeah. I mean, like in uh, you know, Ring of Honor right now, Jay Lethal holds the the TV title and the the heavyweight title, whatever it's called over there, and you know they're making him defend both of them. Wow. And I really think something like that would be good. Now, I mean, it's it hasn't been done in a long time where you've had somebody hold multiple titles. Right. Uh, <clears throat> I can't remember the last time it happened. I know Dan Severn had like four titles at one time. I think. I know it's been more recent than that. I know Angle had. I know he had the Intercontinental and the European at the time, and mm-hmm. lost them both in same match <laughs> to Jericho and Benoit. Uh, I can't. Not off the top of my head. I mean, I think there's been instances over the years where somebody's held the tag titles and then a, a singles right. title at the same time. But I, I don't know. I think it'd be it'd be cool to see that again. Have one person, preferably not John Cena. Well, I the fact that they're putting him in the title match tells me that Seth Rollins' days are numbered. And I just don't. I don't really have anything against Cena. I've I've never really had anything against him. I'm not a huge fan of his, but you know, I don't have anything. I'm not one of the Cena haters, but I don't want to see him be the one to take it off of Rollins. <laughs> I I don't either. Um, I don't like Cena the character. Now I think John Cena the man is actually you know doing all of the Make Wish stuff and all right, the stuff right. he does. He's he's a good guy. Um, apparently if you go see Trainwreck, you get to see a little more of John Cena than you would like. <laughs> bare ass so uh, if you want to go see John Cena's bare ass go see Trainwreck if you don't don't go see Trainwreck yeah that's the only selling point of the movie apparently now (laughs) well I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week Uh, as always or when we try to and when I remember we like to do our superstar of the week Mike going with Taker Charlotte Flair I'm going to give it to a diva right. I thought about doing that as well but I mean, Undertaker had the return. Yeah, and, the huge yeah, brawl. And, you and, know, we want a little difference, and maybe you know that can create some talking points. If you ever want to give us your superstar of the week, please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at Oversell Podcast. I am at Shropnuts S C H R O E P N U T S. I am at Wolf Mike Twenty Three. Thank you for listening, folks. Get out there to OversellPodcast.com dot com and check out that Amazon link. We need money. We like money. Yay! Once again, thank you for listening. We'll talk to y'all next week. <laughs>